it's Dr. Jenny, and I want to thank you for tuning in to my Health Hacks podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to be talking about hormone balance, how to balance female hormones. That's a question I get asked a lot. I do a lot of this work in my, in my clinical practice. And basically, I want to introduce you to this idea that there are two ways to do this and two really competing schools of thought, if you will. On one hand, things like hormone replacement therapy are super common. They're buzzwords, especially the term bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. People think, oh, these are just like the hormones my body produces. So, you know, if I'm having a rough patch right around um, the time I start menopause, before menopause, right around that time, um, after, I might just go ahead and um, use um, some bioidentical hormone replacement therapy. And and while you certainly can do that, let, let's talk about this a little bit, and, and maybe I will give you a different perspective on that. So when, when a woman comes into my practice, most often what has happened is they have been experiencing some kind of hormone imbalance symptom, whether that is... Um, they're still in their cycling years and their menstrual cycles are just like really, really awful and unbearable. They feel like they're laying on the couch, you know, in the fetal position with cramps or really heavy bleeding. They're super fatigued and grouchy and mood swings around the time of their cycle. Or they, they come in because they're on the beginning of menopause, like that perimenopausal years. They're somewhere in their 40s. Um, or they are, are going through menopause and it is a bumpy road, hot flashes and night sweats and um, it, all that kind of stuff. So those, those are the kind of things that we're talking about and the kind of people that I see. And often he, here's what has happened. If they are under 40, they have gone to their primary care physician and said, you know, gosh, my menstrual cycle is really irregular or really tough, or I'm bleeding three weeks in a row, and it just doesn't feel normal. The, the automatic go-to in most cases is here is some kind of birth control hormonal birth control, whether it's a pill or a ring or a shot or whatever it is, it's some form of hormones and, and it's a, a birth control type of thing. Let's talk about why that's not the best, in my opinion, the best approach to the situation. Number one, it does nothing to answer the question of why is this happening in the first place? It just takes away a woman's natural cycle and gives her this, this fake cycle. But if, if the problem is there is a buildup of estrogen, that, that would be referred to as an estrogen dominant situation. If that's going on, then th this woman is not getting any help for that. And so while it makes the menstrual cycle maybe more, more bearable, it not only does it not fix the underlying problem, but it increases the rest, the risk of developing estrogen driven cancers later down the line, things like breast cancer, ovarian, uterine cancer, the things that nobody wants. So, um, let's, let's talk about what we, we do instead. I think better questions revol revolve around why is, is the body doing this? And, if it is an estrogen dominant situation, you can um, visit my um, my blog or look at the the podcast that I've done in the past because I I have an extensive episode on estrogen dominance 
And so you, you might um, check into that if you want to get to the nitty gritty. But there are things you can do with your lifestyle and supplement wise and things like that. If that's the problem, you address the underlying cause of that. So we have to get rid of things that mimic estrogen, things like parabens, which are in makeup and um, smelly lotions and things like that. And we need to make sure we're using non-toxic beauty products and, and all of those things. That That's a really big piece of that. And then the other thing we need to look at is we need to look at our liver. And that is because detoxification and methylation are two things that happen at, at the liver, in the liver, and they will affect your ability to clear hormones. So is your liver sluggish? Are you just not able to process out these um, extra toxins and things like that? And then your, your liver becomes slowed down and, and that's the mechanism of clearing the, the high levels of estrogen. So, okay, maybe that's it. Maybe you're a poor methylator and you would know that by um, testing for something called an MTHFR variant, genetic variant. And, and I test this with a lot of people in my practice. And again, um, I did a whole um, extended episode on, I think I called it what the MTHFR, because it sounds like a cuss word to me that the, the MTHFR, it, it just makes me laugh every time I hear it, but it, it's, it actually is very serious because it affects people's health all the time. So anyway, look, look that up if you're interested on more with that. But when someone doesn't methylate as well as they could because of this genetic, um, defect, which by the way, affects close to 50% of the population. When that happens, then again, their ability to clear um, estrogen and toxins and all that kind of stuff slows down a little bit because of this methylation. So I, I actually test that and see that a lot on people. And then the, the other question that we always look at when someone is having hormone related problems is their adrenal or stress handling system because stress makes everything worse, right? We, we know that. And, and very specifically when you're talking about hormones, this comes into play more so on the, on the perimenopause and menopause side, because as you transition from your childbearing years into your menopausal years, you, you switch predominant types of estrogen. So estradiol or um, E2 form of estrogen is the primary estrogen during the childbearing years. Now, as you um, transition into menopause, that changes. You produce a different form of estrogen, and it is the adrenal system's job to help do that. Well, guess what? If you are very stressed out and your adrenal system can't already even handle what it's got on its plate, then you say to it, oh, okay, by the way, I'm going to start turning down my ovaries and I need you to ramp up as the adrenal system and start producing the estrogen that I need. Suddenly your adrenal system goes, wait a minute, I'm tapping out. I've been overworked for years and now I cannot take on this extra responsibility. So adrenal, if, if you are having a bumpy perimenopause, menopause, things like that, you, you always need to look at your adrenal system. And there's just a really great way that you can map that out on a, on a graph to see what your um, stress response is doing throughout the day. And um, I actually always include that stress map on um, 
any kind of hormone panel that I run. And, and I will routinely run hormone panels either via urine or um, uh, saliva testing. And th those two methods are much more reliable from a functional standpoint because they look at hormones that are free in circulation, not bound to proteins in blood. If we do a blood test for your hormones, we don't get really great information because those hormones are bound to blood and they're not the active usable hormones. So that, that is why it is my belief and I have been trained and, you know, this is what I do all the time. So I have a lot of clinical experience around this is that we need to look at the, the hormones in a way that gives us information that is usable and represents what's really going on at the cell level. What, what levels are available to, to go into the cells and be used, not just what's floating around attached to blood, because that can paint a very different picture and it can look like your levels are fine when, when in fact they're, they're not. So, um, that's how I, I test the hormones and I always test that adrenal or stress handling piece with that. And then you look at things like liver and, and drainage and stuff like that are, you know, is the person that's having this problem, are they able to, to clear the hormones, methylation? It just, there's a couple of different things we can look at depending on what a person tells me when they come to see me as we're talking through and stepping through um, what we need to do. I ask questions, I get feedback, and then we say, okay, it makes sense to look at this on a lab. It makes sense to do this, whatever we need to do. Then we get a really clear picture and then we map out the hormone response. We map out the uh, adrenal response. We look at whether or not they're, they're methylating properly, whether or not the liver is something that needs to be supported or, um, you know, whatever the case might be. Now we have a, a blueprint on how to help someone very specifically, um, who is experiencing that. Because again, like we said, you, you are meant as a woman to go through this transition gracefully. And that's the design you, you know, for so many years, you're fertile and able to have a child. And then at some point that, that turns off and, and other things happen. It's not meant to be a death sentence. It's not a disease. It's not, it, it, it should feel good and be, um, be something that doesn't leave you on the couch, like crying every month or hot flashing into this state of like, I, I just can't sleep at night and, and I feel terrible those are not normal. So that's kind of, I, I hope what you took away from that is there's kind of two different approaches to this. We can just slap a bandaid on the symptoms by using some hormones, whether it's birth control pills or hormone replacement therapy or whatever, but long-term that usually ends up making people feel worse. I see that all the time. Someone has been offered one of those solutions and um, maybe right off the bat th that relieve some of the symptoms. Like if you take a birth control pill, it will change your cycle, but it doesn't change the fact that you have an estrogen dominant situation. And now what you've done is you've just given yourself more estrogen. So, um, with, with that, that pill. So you really haven't fixed the, the problem. You've just masked it and 
maybe slowed down the, ble the bleeding, but nothing to um, address the underlying imbalances. Same thing with man, the hormone replacement therapy, that can be a train wreck. So I, I certainly see that um, too, very commonly. So just, um, just something to give you some thought is, you know, hormones, you have to be really careful because using them increases your risk of um, cancer with uh, breast, uterine, ovarian, things like that, which I, I feel like nobody really wants to, to have that increased risk. And then, you know, using hormones is really an overpowering way to work with the body. It, it just says here, you know, we're just going to give you the hormones you need. We're not going to encourage your body to, to do what it was made to do and, and do it right. So, um, like I said, that leaves people feeling good, maybe short term, but in the, in the long term, it's really not the fix. And, and, um, there, there is a better way to do that. So anyway, you can, um, check out the, um, the website, drjenny.com. If you have a question, there's a contact me form, or there's a little button you can use to reach out. If you want to talk to me about this or something else that's going on with your health and you want, um, to have just a little more um, personal input, um, I'd, I'd be happy to talk to you and see um, if there's anything that on my end that I might be able to do for you to help you get to feeling better. So um, thank you for watching and have a great day.